Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Valor Adventures podcast. It's been a little bit since we've had this. We've actually had hunting season come up, haven't we, Andrew? Yeah, it usually gets in the way of everything. It does. So I've got Andrew Fletcher across from me today and um, just thought we would catch you guys up to speed on where we're at. We are coming on the first part of December here. It's actually November 30th today and um, been uh, doing a lot of hunting. And a lot of cool stuff going on with uh, Valor Adventures and with Rolling Bones and with our membership and all kinds of cool stuff. So I'd like to talk about that a little bit today. Um, Casey, if any of you haven't heard already, we've got an awesome internal draw system that we just came up with for our members. So what that means is um, really your odds are going to be higher winning in our internal draw system than a lot of your state applications are, right? Not all of them, but a lot of them. So what we've done, just so you all kind of know, is we've come up with a point system. So if you're a silver member, you get one point. If you're a gold member, you get four points. If you're a platinum member, you get 12 points, and that's per year, every year you renew. You also get an additional point for every $1,000 you spend with us. So if you book a shooting school, whatever, you, every 1000 you spend, you get an extra point for that. If you refer us to somebody who becomes a member, you get a point for that as well. And what's cool is, as you continue to increase your points, those points don't go away every year. They continue to accumulate. So over the course of many years, as, as we uh, continue to do these draws, right now we're going to do you know, probably two a year right now. We'd love to start doing them every quarter, every month, a couple times a month as our memberships grow. But uh, your odds of, of winning are going to continue to increase with time. So you don't lose your points until you draw and win something. And if you draw something you don't like, you can turn it back and keep your points, and uh, that prize will go to the next person that we draw. It's wild. Pretty cool, right? So what we've done for this first one is we've got $25,000 worth of giveaways. So just to kind of give you all, all idea what some of that is, we have a King's Camel Gear package. So you've got all your layering system, everything, rain gear, everything. Uh, that's one of the, one of the um, prizes. We've got an optics package with a Leupold VX5 HD scope and a customization package. So what that means is you can take your rifle that you like and we will, um, I guess, supersize. Is that the right? I don't know. Supersize or Soup it up. supercharge your rifle system. So that's another um, part of the, the prizes. We have a, a, a precision shooting school for four. Uh, so up to four people can come to that. We've got um, arguably some of the best instructors in the industry for that, and um, I'm one of them. I don't know how good I am, but uh, <laughs> I think I'm. I mean, I've got some experience, so some I, I can at least show you how to shoot, kill stuff, right? Be effective in the in the field and pull the trigger hard and fast. Close your eyes. <laughs> make sure you can make good shots. Have some good form. But we we have uh, you know just a lot of experience with our instructors, with Brian Mayman and Brad Dana. Uh, Noel Erickson will be there. I'll be there. And then uh, we always have, you know, uh, maybe Brian Martin comes out too. And he's, I mean, all these guys have had shot thousands of rounds and, um, you know, killed lots of animals uh, from all different ranges, all different situations in high winds, steep and deep canyons, whatever. So that's, that's another part of the prize. And then we have a British Columbia moose elk bear combo hunt. And uh, that's part of it as well. And you can actually add a mountain goat on that one too. So, um, that's what we're doing for this first draw. So uh, if you're not a member yet, become a member. If you already are a member, refer us to members. Um, 
you know, book some hunts, buy, buy some of your gear through our, uh, with your membership discounts on our store and uh, get those points accumulating. And if you don't win this year, you have higher odds of next year. And if you don't win next year, you're, you know, they're just going to continue to grow. So eventually you're going to draw, eventually you're going to win. So we wanted to we wanted to set something up where um, we have that, and then in addition to that, obviously we've, we've got all the other benefits too. You know, uh, application services in all 50 states, member pricing on all of our hunts, our concierge service. If you have any questions about anything, uh, anywhere, where you should apply, what you should do, we can answer all that stuff for you. Um, if you're looking to book a hunt with an outfitter, and maybe you know we're not the ones that booked it for you, give us a call and ask us what we know about them. We'll love to give you a second or third opinion. And give you other options as well. We've got other options on our uh, catalog that you can look at. And our prices are as good as anywhere else you're going to find with all the outfitters. Our outfitters are fully vetted. Um, We are very careful about who we send hunters with. We match the hunter to the hunt. And, uh, you know, we want to make sure that the right people are going with the right outfitter. We even try to match personalities so that your hunt's enjoyable that way too. So take a look at that. Um, You know, I don't know. That's pretty cool in my opinion putting putting another cherry on top yeah if it couldn't get any better (laughs) oh you get our publication every quarter right we send that every quarter it's really a really cool broadsheet that we send out that uh you know a bunch of different hunting stories and tips and tactics and tricks and all that too right so um anyway yeah so just to kind of catch all all of you up we'll kind of go over some of our our hunt experiences we're not probably won't go, go into all the details on this one podcast, but like to catch you up on some exciting stuff that's happened and taking place and things we've learned, things that can probably benefit you um, that, you know, if you want to get out in the outdoors or do some of these hunts that we've done or whatever. Um, oh, one more thing too. Uh, the Cowboy Christmas down in Las Vegas is going on this next week. We are going to be there with uh, Wyoming Arms in their booth. We're going to be there with them. So if you're down there or you know somebody's going to be down there, come come on, come and see us, and uh, we can kind of show you more. If you haven't seen our dashboard or whatever, we can check. We can show you all that stuff. But, but just come say hi. Love to love to see you and uh, bring bring your buddies over. We can show them what we're all about. Uh, that's one thing too. If you apply in a group, you know it's nice to be able to have all of you have a membership and we keep all your parties together and keep all your points straight and all that good stuff. Yep. Right? Or if you're in charge. of Applying for your entire family. <laughs> yes. Yep. For your whole household it's or whatever. I end up doing mine, my dad's, my brother's, aunt and uncle. So yeah. If you're if you're the guy, you're crazy not to. Yeah. So I mean, they get them a gold membership. They're all covered as well. If you want to do your whole household, you can do a platinum membership, and that covers your whole household. So if you have a wife, a couple kids that that uh, all apply, it makes sense to do that one. And um, plus, you get a lot more points for the for the draw. So. Yeah, so how's your hunting season starting off, Andrew? Or Good. ending? I guess you're kind yeah, of done, aren't I'm, you? I'm done, unless I learn how to hunt coyotes with you, I yeah. guess. But. Well, I only teach a specific or a very I, select few of people gotta, to do I gotta that. i got to pay the big price to get in on yeah, the we'll class. Yeah, we'll have to see what we can do there. <laughs> yeah, I charge good. trophy fees. Oh, good, for coyotes? Yeah. Well, I only shoot trophy females, that's okay. all I'm... <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't have too many this year. I had Utah archery, then I had Wyoming deer. And then went on a couple elk hunts, just helping buddies and my father-in-law. And, but we're done now, so I ended up killing a pretty decent buck in Wyoming, whitetail. My dad shot a really good whitetail up there. Then one of my buddies that was up there with us killed a pretty stinking good mule deer, his biggest ever. So it's always fun. Yeah, I saw a picture of a good, good deer. Yeah, it's always fun taking people. Like he was. I almost enjoy watching somebody shoot their biggest than 
killing it good, but, you know, it's like I yeah. had more fun watching them. Some of the worst shooting I've ever seen, Austin Jackson, you need to go practice. But other than that. He needs a shooting school. <laughs> he does need a shooting school. We're gonna, hey, we're going to have two in Utah this year in, in April. There you go. So we're going to have one in the second week of April and the week after the Easter weekend. We'll have one there too. So, yeah, if you're in Utah, uh, but you you can go up to the, the one in Spearfish too, um, Spearfish area. Uh, yeah. It's actually in Montana where we go. And uh, we have some. Just anyway, whichever one you go to is good. So the deer situation. A lot of them are dead. What happened? EHD just freaking hammered where we go. Hammered it. It was weird because the mule deer didn't seem too affected by it. But the whitetails, I mean, usually usually you find a group of whitetails up there. You're looking at 40, 50 deer. And the biggest group we saw up there was seven this year. Man, I know. I've been up there. So we're talking – what uh, south now north northeast Mon- uh, Wyoming right yeah yep. so just that whole corner right there and all up in there it was a massive drought this last year as, as many know and yeah I've been up there many times and um, usually the deer are like fleas they are oh, just yeah. everywhere you know especially if you go up in August or something we used to do some schools in in July and August and yeah. July first part of August and you had to be so careful on the roads because just deer were at nighttime would just be all over the place. Yep. So it's not like that right now. No, I was I was honestly nervous that I wasn't going to kill a buck. So I killed I killed my buck the last day that we were there, and it was a circus to kill. I I thought he was going to, because he busted us, and I mm. thought he was going to get away, but I ended up pulling off a miracle. Good shot, but wow. Yeah, it was it was rough. I I went out. There's there's one little push that I do. So we hunt right along right along the river, and uh, so I, I always go do this little push along these cottonwoods. And I was walking, walking these trees right by the river, and I probably walked past 50 or 60 dead deer just pushing the river. Because I guess they, it's... 50 the, or 60. Yeah, because wow. they, get, they get this fever, and I didn't know anything about it until we went up there this year, but they get this fever, so they'll go down, to, they'll drink water, they'll lay in the river, try to break their fever, so a lot of them just end up dying in the water, by the water. Then it makes it worse. Yeah. And then it's like, then you got infected dead deer in the, you know, so... Man rough deal not good yeah i have heard the mule deer don't get affected by it as bad but uh yeah i guess the whitetail just wiped, yeah. wiped them out they live in the river bottoms yeah i guess it's all a cycle right life is a cycle and uh that's that's part of the deal sometimes and so it'll take a few years to get the population back up yeah well huh interesting how did how did the uh elk hunts go good had a bunch of opportunities some good bulls I, I love freaking screwing with elk. There's nothing better. September, yeah. get them screaming. We had a couple opportunities at two or three different 360-plus bulls that just couldn't – he needs a shooting school too. <laughs> Could, just couldn't get on them fast enough or couldn't find them. We had one bull that was 85 yards from us. It was a muzzleloader hunt, 85 yards from us. He couldn't – never saw it. Man, you guys, you hear these stories. We hear these stories all the time, right? I mean – come to a shooting school yeah i mean they're they're invaluable you know and, and get good at i mean that's just that's just target acquisition right there right yeah well just that's I, I feel like that's 95 percent it was like ever like i always think like shooting school must be guys that haven't been or don't see the use of it. it's like everybody thinks oh well, i can shoot you know and it's not necessarily just about shooting so like perfect example of why you need to go so like with my buck i spotted him same time he spotted us he's 480 yards when i saw him when I saw him, but he's behind this thick oak brush. So I was sitting on my pack and 480 off the pack. I'm pretty comfortable and ended up 
taken off running and went through this little bottom and started coming up this hill. So I ended up having to sprint like 50 yards over because I couldn't see where he was headed. So get over there, kneel, and then now I'm off of my tripod and sees me again, takes off running again. Usually whitetails don't stop, so I was shocked that he even stopped. So then I ended up having to run another 40, 50 yards over to my right again, laid down, and so now I'm off of a bipod. So, like nobody even knew which deer I was shooting at but it's like I'm able to track him find him and as soon as he stopped it's like from the time he stopped I had to range him dope my scope and get a shot and you do it all because the guys you're with didn't know how to yeah. spot all like in a second and a half right and so I ended up hitting him 750 dumped him where he stood you know it's like after running and changing positions so it's like that's really what the shooting school allows you to do. And it's like pretty much every like have you ever been on a hunt like if you go hunt hard pretty much every hunt that you go on you always end up getting an opportunity, then it's just a matter of how fast you can get a shot of how accurate you can be. Pretty much, yeah, usually. Yeah, it's just like, that's that's everything. You know, it's like if you can take advantage of the few opportunities that you're given, it's like that was the only chance. Like I saw three I saw three bucks the whole time that we were up there that were probably older than three and a half. Three bucks was all. Mm. And my dad killed one, I killed one, and then Austin killed the other. So you had to be ready. Yeah, so and it's like that was my last day there. And it's running. So it's like if I wasn't, you know, it's like if I hadn't practiced and known what I was doing, it's like there's no way. It's a game of inches so often. Yeah. So often. I mean, so often. I mean, I've, I've been many times where I've been glassing, 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 and the, maybe the sun's coming up or it's up for a little while, and the deer are just about to go in to where they're bedded down, and you finally see one just before he's about to go in the brush, and I've had to set up on him and uh, get, that, get you know, judge him, make sure it's the deer that I wanted to kill, range it, you know, dial it. You know, look at my bubble, make sure everything was good within a matter of seconds, really, yeah. you know, and get comfortable and steady enough to make a good ethical shot. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you and I have killed dozens and dozens of animals. And so, you know, I've killed, you know, hundreds of coyotes. So those kind of things help. You've probably killed hundreds of deer. You've I've, killed, you've killed, killed a, lot a, lot of, of a lot of deer, right? <laughs> I mean, so you'll, you'll go up to Wyoming. You used to go up, not this year, but yeah. you'll go up and kill a dozen deer, right, between all of you. Yeah. And, you know, you'll, you'll obviously um, give most of them away, right? And, and uh, But uh, you, you go up there. and Anyway, so uh, we, we had a lot of experience with that. So if, if you haven't had that, you haven't had that opportunity to do maybe, maybe you've hunted a lot, maybe you haven't killed a whole lot of things. Shooting school is even more valuable. If you have killed a lot of things, I think a shooting school is valuable. I, I learn something new every time I go, and I'm one of the ones that help to teach it. Yeah. Um, and I, I always uh, hone in my skills or have a rifle that I want to dial in a little bit better. If you come to this course one, just come and shoot our rifles and get good at with, with how they all work. Uh, unless it's a rifle maybe you've gotten from us that's all set up. And the reason is is because we don't want to be tinkering with a rifle that's not set up for a good precision, long-range type shooting. Once you learn that, come to come to you'll, you'll probably want to get a rifle or get your rifle set up with our package that we do. We we, we do a uh, uh, you know uh, that uh, what is called customization package, and we can take your rifle, do that for you, and uh, and then you come to the level two course, and you're going to be much more confident, much more effective in the field, more ethical hunter. Um, so I, I just, yeah, I can't emphasize enough the importance of... Yeah. Well, it's like you hunt, so it's like you work so damn hard for an opportunity. It's like you're an idiot to not want to make the most of the few opportunities that you get. It's like if you're going to go kill yourself for a week, because a lot of times hunting can be freaking miserable. It's like you think about how, like, just pure stupid things that you do to get an opportunity to deer and elk, whatever. You know, it's like just killing yourself for two or three days. 
and then you're not going to put in the work throughout the rest to like take advantage of that. So you're crazy. And and really, how much work is a shooting school? It's fun. Yeah. You're, you're coming and you're shooting and you're spending time with guys that are having a bunch of fun. And I mean, especially our level two course. I mean, do level one first because you get those fundamentals of markman, marksmanship down pat mm-hmm. on level one. And then level two is almost like a hunting adventure. Yeah. You're just hunting targets, not live animals. But we, we do full courses and... They're fun, man. Yeah. They're, they're well, the biggest thing is, too, they teach the habits, you know, to where it's <clears throat> it's reactive, not you don't have to, you know, like my dad, like I've gone out and he doesn't hunt a lot, but we've shot a lot with him. So deer, he ended up killing us at 680 yards, which is a poke, you know, but he was shooting at, a, so the shoot to distance was 680. His buck was actually at 790. So that's how steep of an angle we're shooting at. Mm. So we're shooting basically off this cliff, like really technical shot, but walk through everything. He's got it, but I mean, everything he ended up dumping it. And it's like, just because, and he doesn't know anything about the ballistics, anything, but just the fundamentals of shooting that you're taught in that level one course on your bubble, how to lay, you know, it's like just how to position yourself in the gun. How to squeeze the trigger, dry fire a few times, make sure yeah. you're not flinching. Yeah, yeah. If you get comfortable and you've got, you know, there's, there's light wind or no wind and you can do some amazing things, right? Yep. Like he probably shoots maybe a hundred rounds a year tops. It's still probably more than most people shoot. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, you should go shoot at least that many every year i mean yeah we'll shoot hundreds of rounds a year so burn well, a yeah. barrel a year yeah burn there you go i like that idea probably takes what does, what does it take to burn a barrel depends what you're shooting yeah like on my seven i used to get like 900 ish out of it all right but she's on her second leg <laughs> uh well cool well you got you got to shoot what about 150 or so before it's really broken anyway 100 to 150 rounds because that's where the barrel starts. You actually get a little more velocity when it breaks in. So you really got to get that barrel broken in anyway, yeah. you know. So, yeah, well, cool. Well, uh, I mean, you've had a, a, a good season, and, and uh, I've had a good season as well. Uh, you know, uh, just since our last podcast, I won't go anything before that. But I was supposed to go to Mexico, as I was talking about, in October. Everything was all dialed in, excited to go, and our gun permits didn't come in. And so I still could have gone and used the ranch guns, uh, but my uh, my friend Josh, who was I was going down there with, um, he asked me, he says, "Hey, what do you want to do if I can't get a gun for me?" And I said, "Man, you know, for me, part of the fun is using my gun that I've spent all that time dialing in, right?" So I'm like, oh, "Honestly, if I can't get my permit, I probably probably won't go." And and this was like the day before, the day of, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, he says, "Okay, we're gonna do our best to get them." Well didn't they never came in so he still went down um him and another guy went down and uh killed some giant bulls i think his bull i don't know what it scored it's i mean it's 400 plus for sure you saw the pictures and the other one the other one's probably at least 380 would you guess oh yeah and you know how to judge elk really well better than i do so anyway um giant bulls and they use the ranch guns he goes yeah the ranch guns did suck but they were big bulls and so Anyway, I'm going next year for sure. I've got my slot in there, and I'll make sure I have my permit so I can use my, my rifle too. So I am going to go down next year, and uh, they should be bigger next year. I guess apparently there's – and this is crazy. This is this is not New Mexico. This is Mexico. And uh, they've been getting this ranch set up for the last 10 years. They're free range. This is not a high fence deal. Free range elk. And uh, apparently there's some bigger bulls than the one he killed that they've been seeing around. So – um, I'm, I'm excited for next year. I'm a little bummed. I, I tried to still get down this year, but they're just, the, the outfitter just couldn't quite get me in there. He had two other guys going after me. So that's okay. So that, that's how that one went in case anybody's wondering. Um, 
And then we had uh, general deer hunt was like the week after, which I was, I was looking forward to that one just because I was going to take my boy with me and spend a lot of time with him. He's eight, he's eight years old, so he can't hunt big game yet in Utah, but um, just wanted to get out with him. And, and, and we had a, I mean, probably one of my favorite hunts I've ever done. It was just so much fun. We, we hunted really hard uh, here in Southern Utah, just like you hear a lot of places, I guess this year, but uh, they issued too many tags the last several years. There's not as many deer. So we had a tough time the first few days even finding deer. I mean, we, we saw a few does and fawns, uh, little bucks. And we went high, low, in between, and just we were just having a tough time. And he was a trooper, man. He, he stayed with me. had had a, a friend of mine, uh, Jeff, come with me, and his boy came a couple days. And his, his boy was even younger than Bridger. He's only seven, right? So those two little kids kind of made it fun and you know uh, Bridger's my, my boy Bridger he's pretty good at being quiet he's hunted enough but uh, his little boy named Rome he, he didn't he's never hunted you know so <laughs> we, we had a little bit of a tough time getting him to stay quiet but so he came out a couple days with this and that was fun but uh let's see what was it the hunt opened on Saturday and we got to like Tuesday night and we got home that night and it was just Bridger and I that day and we get home and I go okay buddy let's get to bed so you can get up early and he, he's like trying not to cry you know he's just he's so tired and, and I'm like what's wrong buddy he goes I go aren't you excited to go tomorrow he goes dad I'm just so tired he goes can I just sleep in I go yeah you can sleep in if you want it's okay I'll just go I'll just go you don't have to go and he just didn't like that like he just did not want to miss out right so he goes dad I, I just I don't want you to go without me and get a deer but I'm so tired you know so my wife goes hey maybe maybe it's meant to be what if you just take the morning off tomorrow and actually no this was I'm sorry this was Thursday this was Thursday. So, because um, what had happened is we hunted Saturday, Sunday hard. Monday was a really bad weather day, so we we didn't even go on Monday. And then Tuesday we hunted hard, and Wednesday we hunted hard. So this is Wednesday. No, I'm sorry. Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah I'm right. Yeah. I'm right. No, 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 no. We hunted all day Wednesday too. And it was Wednesday night. He was yeah. super tired. So Thursday, I said, okay, buddy, I'll just sleep in. And uh, we'll go out tomorrow afternoon. We'll bring we'll bring your brother Dodger, so my other little boy. And uh, so, and Dodger's only five, right? So, anyway, um, we sleep in, and uh, I go. Why don't we take the side by side out today? No, normally, I just take my Tacoma, and we go. So we, we load up the side by side. We drive up. It's you know one o'clock in the afternoon, and get the side by side out. Go up, drive around, and we're, really, I'm just trying to find a good spot we can just sit for the night, you know, where I'd like to sit. And so we, we drove around a little bit. Drove past a hunter that killed a pretty good little four point. He was driving off with his with his boy. They killed one that morning, and boys saw that. They kind of got excited to see a dead, you know, dead deer in the back of their side by side. And we were real, real, real rough roads. And uh, anyway, we, we, we go up, eat some lunch, hang out a little bit, and then um, there's a spot that I kind of know of that I've, I've sat before, and uh, I decided that's where we're going to go for the night. So jumped in the side-by-side, went to that spot. Got there at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, went and set up, and uh, both, both my boys had to take a crap, which I always <laughs> tell people when that happens, that's good luck. <laughs> so they, they go and do that. And then we're just sitting there, you know, just kind of waiting for the night to start getting good. We're starting to see a few does out in the in the cedar trees. Um, and uh, it was about oh, probably an hour and a half before dark. I see about nine does feeding down below us coming out of the trees. And just kind of watching that. And uh, as we're sitting there watching them, 
a couple of other hunters come up behind us, walk walk up and go, hey, just so you know, we're just we're going to go sit over here a little way. You know, we're on the general hunt, so there's a bunch of other hunters, and they were nice. They were courteous. They said, they said, we we look, we see a deer, you you know, we won't we won't shoot it out from underneath you. We'll give you first shot, but we're just, you know, we wanted to go here tonight too. We're just going to go around the other side of the hill. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, what am I going to do? I don't own the mountain, right? So I'm like, okay, whatever. So they, they go sit around the other side, and then another guy came up behind him, which I think was with him, but he didn't talk to me, you know. So I didn't know his situation, what he was thinking. So he went and set up as well. So anyway, we're sitting there watching, and all of a sudden I see two bucks come out pushing a doe. Two, two decent four points are pretty good, probably one, 170 bucks, you know, 165, 170 bucks, which is, you know, best we've seen the whole dang time. And I'm with my boys. I'm like, okay, I'm killing one of these. Smashed. Yeah. <laughs> So they're 850 yards away. I go, okay, boys, there's two bucks. I'm going to shoot one. And I just made a decision. I'm going to shoot one. And I had, I had my spotting scope on them. So I go and I get my phone cam. I set it up on there so it's on my on my uh, uh, spotting scope, get it all ready to record, get all set up. I'm like, okay, boys, watch right here. Watch in the, in the, uh, in the phone here, my phone cam, and watch. I'm going I'm to shoot them. So I get down, dial it in, perfectly calm, you know, so I'm, I'm confident. I've shot, I was shooting my six all mountain, and I'm super confident with that gun. I shoot out to a 1,000 plus, and I'm, I'm just really, really confident. So when I set up on him, even though it's, it was 800 and, what was it, 8, 815 or something, got on him, just dead steady, felt really good, scores it off right through the boiler room. <laughs> he jumps, jumps, runs around a little bit. I got better put another one in him just, you know, I don't want it to get dark and have him get into some dark stuff. So I put another one in him, and I actually hit him right up in the upper neck, and he just, dropped and i go boys did you see that and they're like no we didn't see it i go do you weren't you watching and uh anyway they, they were excited we're jumping around and and uh i'm like what just happened boys I go, we got a buck down they were it was just so cool just so much fun i mean it, just to have both of them there and anyway it was kind of funny as i had the spotting scope all set up perfect but when i but i had it low so that they could see it right because they're short well I was set up in front of it because I wanted to see the vapor trail. Well, when I got down in front of it, I was right in front of the spotting scope, <laughs> so I didn't get the kill shot. I was the back of your all, head. <laughs> all you see is orange on the in the in my screen. I'm like, gosh, dang it, man! I should have raised it just a little bit more or put it at the side. But you know, you're by yourself. I was kind of rushed because I didn't know if that other guy was going to try to shoot. I mean, they were decent bucks. I mean, yeah. for that area and and uh, God, when you have a year like we've had. You know, guys are going to want to shoot stuff. So I, I kind of was a little rushed that way. Otherwise, I would have taken – I mean, we had all the time in the world if nobody else was up there. But I wasn't sure if they were going to maybe shoot first either. So I was like, yeah, I better do this before they do. <coughs> so that was that was awesome. Um, we, we buzzed down. Uh, we were able to get the side-by-side within about uh, – probably just thought about a three-quarter mile hike out. But it was better than where we were because it was – from where we shot them, we were way up high. We got down to the same level as them. Hiked in, and it was good to have the boys there to see the whole processing of it. And pack, we packed it out that night and got back to the Razor uh, or to the side-by-side after dark. Um, drove back to the truck, got home by you know, probably 11, 11 o'clock at night. And anyway, just really cool. Probably my favorite hunt ever just because of that. It's awesome. Have both of them with you, too. That's awesome. That's what was really cool, you know. And, and, and you know, I probably, I mean, I, I, I would have killed that deer anyway, uh, even if just Bridger was with me, but for sure with both of them with me, I'm like, boy, I didn't even hesitate. As soon as yeah. I saw him come out of like, two mature bucks, dead. Yeah, time to make it happen. So, um, really fun. Bridger, really fun. what a stud! It's like most men. It's like it's hard. It's like especially like I know grown men. It's like get discouraged. Like if you're not seeing stuff, it's like what a stud. 
he was a trooper. And, you know, the, the one morning we went up, and it was six inches of snow. It, it's, a big storm came in, and we went way up high because I figured maybe those bigger bucks are still probably going to be coming off right now. So we went up high, and there were some fresh big tracks up there coming off the mountain. So the, the next morning we went, we hunted down below that, and we, we still never found any that those couple days. But, yeah, he was – he impressed me. He was he was tough, and even even packing that deer out, he packed out the back straps and the and, oh, yeah. uh, and the loins, and so he he carried a little bit of meat himself, and uh, I had the rest of it in my pack, and it was fun. Dodger was uh, you know a little five year old. He was getting a little tired. He could, you know he was had the <laughs> had the crocodile tears building up a little bit. I'm like, hey buddy, just be tough. We'll we'll, we'll get out of here soon. But I think it's so good for your boys to see your kids to see that's how it all works, right? Yeah. It's where food comes from. So. Uh, what an experience that was. So, you know, if anyone's looking for opportunities like that, we can definitely get you on some opportunities like that. If you don't have a, maybe if you don't draw a general tag or have, you know, know what you're doing there, we have people that can help make that kind of stuff happen. Yeah. Was Bridger with you on your antelope this year too? He was. Yeah. So he did see that one. Yes. And that was, that was fun, but it was, he likes to hike. Like he likes the, and we didn't do much hiking on that one because it's just the rolling hills and you kind of drive and stop and spot. Yeah. not much hiking, and, and so he wanted to do more hiking on that hunt than we did. Hunting like a man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was August, and it was kind of hot, and, you know, this was yeah. just a different. To me, I mean, not that I won't hunt in the heat, but I I just, I like I like it. When you're hunting, I feel like it should be cold. Yes. You agree? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, unfortunately in southern Utah, a lot of times you're hunting in the heat. Or if you go to Mexico, you're hunting in the heat, you know. But I know there's good animals there, and I'll go, and, you know, southern Arizona – <laughs> I've done all that too, and they're great experiences. And of course, if I ever have a chance to hunt a desert sheep or something, I'm gonna, I'm doing it right. I mean, I'm not gonna let the heat deter me, but yeah, uh, I, I like hunting in the cooler conditions better. Prefer to be cold in the morning, yeah. Yeah, that's why I love going to uh, Alaska in August because August in St. George to me is just, just Miserable. take yeah. I, I always say just take that month out of the out of the calendar <laughs> unless i'm in alaska then you can keep it there yeah. then it's not bad. but but see, another thing about alaska is i think i think the ideal time to go to alaska which i've never been is the first couple weeks of september the weather's going to start coming in but because i want to get a moose you know and uh, that gives you an opportunity to do that so i got to get up there and do that one of these next couple of years and then from there we've just been uh hunting coyotes and uh i've been doing okay with that uh it's coyotes have been down for sure too the coyote numbers are definitely down but uh, I've, I've gotten a few and and uh, killed a few have been out and got skunked a lot as well we did make one really good um trip with uh one of our advisors devin henry and another guy way out in nevada I drove six hours and uh, we had a killer day i think we made 14 stands called in 10 dogs all singles most of them were big males um and uh just had a just one of those days it was like wow Almost every stand. Worth six hours. Uh, it was yeah. I, I, I'll I'll definitely be doing that one again. So, uh, but it it is a it's a trek to get out there. I actually drove out there on a Sunday afternoon, hunted all day Monday, and drove back Monday night. So that's rough. It was a whirlwind trip, but it was for me uh, worth it. I, I mean, I love love doing that. So that's a quick catch up on some things uh, for where we're at now. I mean, what else we got? Um, Cowboy Christmas this week, more coyote hunting. Um, I got Texas in January. Oh, you are? You're going to go do some whitetail down there? Yeah, I got whitetails, pigs. Is there a slot for me if I decide I want to go? Let's go. Yeah? Yeah. You, All right. You, I'll, I'll shoot your coyotes. You can shoot these deer. Maybe I should Maybe <laughs> I should go down there for sure. Yeah. 
that's that big ranch you, you always talk about, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I should I should try. There's Texas probably too. a coyote or two running around on that. I bet there is. Twenty twenty two thousand acres. You gonna fly down? We'll probably drive. You gonna drive? How far? How, how long is the drive? Fourteen hours. That's not crazy. Yeah, seven if you're driving. Yeah, right. I get there. <laughs> I get there quick. Well, cool. Well, good. Well, we'll uh, we'll keep this a little bit short this this week and uh, get things back on track here. Start getting our weekly uh, routine going again. Not gonna make any promises quite yet because I'm still I'm still coyote hunting, man, and. And I'm going to do that all the way through spring because that's what I'd like to do. So we might, you know, we might be a little we'll be spotty. touch and go till the summer. <laughs> but, hey, we do what we want to do, right? And uh, we hope you, all of you out there do the same thing. And if you are still doing some hunting, happy hunting. There's still obviously some good hunts going on. There's late, late elk hunts going on. There's uh, Mexico, you know, the, the mule deer hunt. Rut isn't even started yet down there. So that or maybe it's just starting to start. Uh, probably still a little early for that down there, too. I think it's more end of December, January. Yeah, January. Or, yeah, into January. Yeah, exactly. So, um, anyway, whatever you're doing, whatever you're hunting, not hunting, getting in the outdoors, not getting in the outdoors, enjoy your, enjoy your, uh, your time out there and be safe. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.